Welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast. On today's Michael Brew, we talk about top five bluffing deduction. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. All right, guys. So this used to be one of our favorite segments we'd have uh, on. We'd tack on at the end of an episode, and we've kind of like decided a year ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since we revisited this, but we we have been talking about wanting to do one of these again, and that is the board game mechanics top five where we use our ranking engine and we kind of decide on a, a category of games. In this case, it's, it's bluffing and deduction, bluffing and deduction. And um, we all kind of rank our top games. We, we kind of come up with a, a group list and then we rank, rank those games. And then uh, Brian and Shuck do kind of some, and this actually Shuck will kind of do a little bit of magic with the sorting and the data. And, uh, and I, I'm going to go ahead and just hand it over to you, Shuck. Tell us a little bit about uh, kind of what you do there. Uh, yeah, so I throw it in the um, the magical calculations and push a little button, do some sorting, and uh, out pops Sh- a list. Sean went through four years of university engineering training just to make these lists. Don't try this at home. So, <laughs> yeah, this is not trade uninitiated. only. <laughs> My my Excel uh, skills are shown yes. greatly in this. His Excel, Excel are strong. better than yours, okay? So, <laughs> uh-huh. It's spreadsheets bring all the gamers to the yard, but you know, okay, anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> it, they're very colorful, too. Um, okay, so let's jump right in. <laughs> you should post a picture. <laughs> I, I sorry, could. sorry. Just take a screenshot. Yes. We'll, we'll put it up with this episode. Yeah, I'd like to see some of these these uh, sexy spreadsheets. I looked over mm-hmm. his shoulder one time. It was amazing. <laughs> so, okay. I, we'll let you jump right into it. Well, uh, so going into the uh, the bluffing, let's just go right at it. And uh, a game that we all love, number five, ended up being Skull. Um, hey. Okay. It hey, is. That's, that's a good probably, place. It's an old friend. It's probably one of the simplest of the the deduction games the bluffing there's you're you're kind of bluffing but you're kind of not at the same time like it, it can almost be considered a guess but at the same time you can really mess with some people's minds and it just starts becoming extremely hilarious especially with a couple brews yeah i would say with a beer or two larger group is so, great uh low yes. very low entry like like you have to have you have no gaming experience you can get into school and, and i've like heard what, story after story of people say um i've introduced this to people who don't game and they love it and they went out and got a copy so this is some people's first uh, experience kind of a ticket to ride experience to gaming and it, I felt, it, explanation of rules only takes about a minute or two i mean it, it is it's great i felt like this one's so high and on our list because we've all had like collective experiences with this game like all four of us playing well and you know you you say that but the the um, standard idea, standard deviation on this one was actually pretty high. Uh, it was kind of all over on our rankings. Um, it was like third to last on Gary's list, but then you you look at um, let's see, just Brian, which I would assume it to be highest on his list, was like number five on his. So it's mm. it's kind of I I was surprised it ended up at number five, depending on or based on how. Uh, kind of all over the place it is, but oh, I'll say for me, I really like, I really like Skull, but uh, this bluffing and deduction don't tend to be my jam, and so I I struggle with rate ranking games, 
and there were a few that as much as I like school, I, I just, I felt like they, they did bluffing maybe a little bit better. Cause oh, I completely understand that. This list yeah, isn't just about our preference, right? And mine, I, I had it pretty low on my uh, list as well, simply because the bluffing aspect, there's really not that much to it. And so I was trying to uh, rank based on the mechanism itself and how they were implemented. And, and while the game is extremely fun, oh yeah, uh, yeah. the, the implementation wasn't like all that innovative to me. Now you say the bluffing doesn't have a lot to do with it, but there's definitely a way that you play this Not, game where you, you carry yourself a certain way, you bid a certain way and you, you look people in the eyes a certain way that makes them either trust you or doubt you based on what you want to do. So that's true. where I feel like there is more psychology to this game Oh yeah, than just liar's it, dice, you know, because you are definitely making a decision and then you try to make everybody at the table think you made a different decision. Yeah, sure. Agreed. Liars, liars dice in this are very similar. I actually have liars dice in my list a little higher, um, j- just because I like the implementation a little better. I think you're doing a little bit more than just this the psychology aspect to it, mechanism wise. Well, yeah, but bluffing but, and deduction has less to do with mechanism and more to do with psychology. Yeah, there's a fine line there. Even deduction. Yeah. I mean, even though deduction is very mechanical, um, there is an a, there is a social aspect to it. And when you mix it with bluffing, it, it just I feel like it really pulls more towards that social aspect. That that reading a person, that messing with people's heads. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. Uh, number four. <laughs> Good answer. I like that. Moving on. <laughs> it's like a no. non-answer. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't agree. <laughs> That's kind of like... <laughs> well, Moving <okay>. on. Uh, <laughs> number four is uh, Dixit. Uh, a a wow. pretty good classic there. I like Dixit. Um, I like it. It's Dix- a cute game. Dixit's good. It's, uh, it's very cute. I'm surprised it's, it beat out Skull. I'm, I'm surprised, surprised it's, it's four. In the top five. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised it's four. I really am, but I like it. It's okay. Oh, well, I, I, again, I think this is one where it's you're, there's a little bit more to the mechanisms of the game itself. Um, plus, I enjoy the artwork a little bit more than the Skull artwork. Like you're actually there, there's a little bit of mind games with not necessarily trying to trick people with you know do you have a skull or do you have flowers but you're everybody's it's, it's that whole apples to apples concept kind when you of say when you but, say you like the artwork you're not talking specifically the artwork is why you voted it high the artwork in dixit it, has something it is, to do with the yes. deduction and yeah okay so i'm, I'm yeah. stumbling my words but i'm trying to get there like i i think that it, my enjoyment is the you you come up with a saying or whatever and it could be anything like i mean and that's where the creativity uh, is interjected into the game. I'm with you on that. I'm skull. with you on that. I get it. I get it. And so that's why I think it comes out a little higher, just because there's a little bit more. The, po- just- the components give you some inspiration for the deduction and for kind of the decisions you make whenever you try to yeah, and, try and to you could mess with people psych- psychologically. Yeah, and you can based on your choice, you can really play with some people's minds a little bit. From what I will say, I feel like you have to know your audience more in Dixit. You do. Um, yeah, because yeah. you can You're play if yeah, if you know your audience really, really well, you can play it, you can play it well enough. Especially if I know, let's say I'm the guy who brought everyone together. 
and the person sitting the right to me knows nothing about the person sitting across the table to me. I can totally play to one person at the table to make sure that I don't lose everyone. Um, we're, and that's okay. I mean, you're going to get that in this category probably more than any other. So yeah, yeah, especially with a game like Werewolf or something. Um, right, right, exactly. It's very, very, yeah. uh, uh, not team, but gamer group and oriented. Right. Uh, so number three kind of goes into another category that we noticed there were quite a few of, uh, and that's the um, the hidden movement uh, category. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we kind of we threw these in there because they do have, I mean, there is a bluffing and deduction element of them, right? It's, it's yeah there's a little bluffing more deduction probably and um, as, a, as we also talked like a list of these on their own would it be very big we got to put these somewhere in a big enough list where we can actually rank them yeah. and i think there's enough like when we played uh the the last one we played there was a lot of that mind game going on what is the next what is number three so number three is specter ops uh what a game we uh, haven't played in a while i i, I uh. totally thought if we had one of these on the list, it would be the Whitechapel game. Whitehall Mystery, right? Whitehall Mystery. Whitehall Mystery, yeah. yeah. I thought that would... T- oh, so, wow. oh, that spoilers, so we can go ahead and go into number two, which is Whitehall Mystery. Okay. Hey, kind of went in back yeah. to back. <laughs> so we got two of them. Okay. We got two of those yeah. hidden movements. So we put, the right, we put the right hidden movement game in the right order, though, is, is what yes. I'm really happy about. I think so. I, I think the hidden movement is definitely more of a deduction. And when you're playing one of those, uh, it really... I mean, it, there were times where when we were playing that, that Whitehall mystery, like we really started second guessing, like, what, what if he went this way? What, no, what if we, we should go say, this way to yeah. cut him? But no, maybe there's we, a bluff and a deduction. The, okay. the deduction yeah. comes yeah. from the team, right? The team, whether it's, whether it's Scotland Yard or whatever, whether you watch, you know, you can go watch these guys play on our YouTube video. The deduction is the team looking for the runner. Mm-hmm. And the runner is the guy bluffing. I mean, that's yep. the game that, right there. And you got bluffing, some, you got deduction. Some of those games offer a little bit more bluffing. Uh, like in Scotland Yard, when you put down the token that says what kind of transportation you took, there's a little bit of information you can give uh, that, you know, uh, that can bluff. And there's, there's well, even more. The abilities in, in Whitehall, of, right? The abilities yeah. you mm-hmm. use, you, you throw down an ability that says I used uh, the oh, run yeah. through it. I went across the channel, but you don't have to. I mean, or you can go to the same side. When, I would when, even say same as Specter Ops. It has this. It has this element where you can be seen, but you don't necessarily know what happened after you were seen, and yeah. you could totally so run did, back the other way. I mean, it's been a very long time since we played Specter Ops, but th- didn't that one have where you had like special abilities too? Oh yeah, um, yeah. See that? Mm-hmm. I actually ranked it a little higher literally one spot higher than Whitehall, but simply because I liked the abilities you could use in addition to everything else. Um, I'm a fan of Spectrops. Yeah, Spectrops is great. It, it has a um, some elements that, that add to it. The reason why I didn't rank it higher was because I, it those special abilities and whatnot didn't really strengthen the bluffing or the deduction for me, per se. True. And I felt, I felt like, um, man, Whitehall it's kind of pared down to like, man, it's like hidden movement, bluffing deduction and a little quicker time frame. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy Spectre Ops too. Yeah. I'll say Whitehall is really slick. I mean, it's a slick game. It's, it's, I mean, it's good. It's, it's probably at this point in time, the best, one of those hidden movement games we have. And isn't that one that was kind of like a modern upgrade from yeah. the letters to Whitechapel? Is that true? It was a, it, it was kind of a, a, 
a, uh, a slimmed down version of Letters from Whitechapel. Very similar gameplay, but uh, they've they kind of removed a few mechanics from it and uh, really trimmed it down to kind of its essence, you know. So um, number one is actually the smallest standard deviation of all these lists that we've done. That happens we were we were almost unanimous in this wait, pick. So wait, wait, I mean, five five was what? Let's go five back. Was, yeah. So let's go back. Five was Skull. Four was Dixit. Three was okay. Spectre Ops. Two was Whitehall Mystery. Okay. I'm assuming you know what number one is coming because we pretty much all picked it. And that's coup. Yeah. Okay, so, like, so you guys all picked the right answer too. Okay, good. So well, yeah. Gary, you and I put it number one. They put it number two. The Bryans are a little off in their picks. It's okay. Me? We can no, no, we see, can Wh- accept this. Whitehall was my number one, and it's the right uh, pick. So. That's an acceptable that's acceptable answer. However, I will say uh just Brian cheated and picked coup twice. So Oh, okay. <laughs> I had it twice on my list. I had I had coup. Rebellion is number one for him. <laughs> well, I mean, it just has a little bit more to coup. Okay, rebellion, if we're so. getting, you know what? Actually, if we're, you know what? I that's actually I get that. I so su- I support your decision. So there. my number one and my number two were coup, basically. Yeah. yeah. The, so I didn't pick it as number two. I mean, it's uh, it's the same. Yeah. Okay. My number one so and there number you two go. Are both coup. Yeah. It's so good. I picked it twice. The, <laughs> The Q Rebellion version is is pretty slick because, um, man, I mean, it's not on a they they kind of give you a formula for how you how you have to pick the roles, you know, like you got to get pick two from one category, and then one from the other three categories. I believe this is how it goes, correct? Yeah, and I'll say yeah, that's right. And I'll say like coup is great by itself. You never need to get rebellion, uh, the G fifty four stuff. Um, you can live your whole life with coup, but the reason why rebellion went a little bit higher for me is because when you play a lot of coup it's it's fun to just change it up sometimes yeah. uh, for but but if you don't play a lot of coup and you just play every now and then just get the base game it'll last you a lifetime i mean it's so, it's so, so good yeah interesting little tidbit here i actually cold coup for skull wow really um simply I'm because so- i like the lighter weight games it's easier yeah. to teach it's easier to play mm-hmm. it gets to the mechanic a little bit quicker. I play more Skull than I play Coup. And so, so that's that's yeah. one of the reasons also that I ended up going with Skull over Coup. I but I like that. Coup better, if that right. makes sense. Exactly. Coup's, Coup's a hit with some of my extended family, and I've actually introduced some of them to the uh, Coup Rebellion. And my oldest daughter really likes Coup Rebellion more. I mean, she likes, she'll play Coup, but she prefers to get Coup, Coup Rebellion out. So... Um, while this category is not necessarily my favorite, I do love me some coup. We played it recently as a family. I mean, we're, we're stuck at home together. And uh, now my daughters in particular uh, are asking for it every day. And so, yeah, we'll be playing it quite a bit, uh, I hope. I have, for, for I have three different copies of coup. I mean, that's, <laughs> that tells you what I love about coup. I've got, I got the original, I got the, the rebellion, and I have like our homebrew Star Wars deck. Oh, I want to so, play that again. Yeah. So, um, to round out the 10, even though we do top five. Uh, so I, one thing I noticed is that we had quite a few like variety of implementations of buffing and deduction in the top 10. Uh, so like number six is dead of winter, um, which is more wow. of that. It's more of that. Um, that uh, high. Yeah. I was a little surprised yeah, as well. I'm, I'm surprised. 
I ranked it high because I like the implementation of the bluffing deduction, but I don't feel like it always comes off as well. All right. Yeah, I, I like Let's, that it has the um, you you might be a bad right. guy. You I like I like that about it. Uh, so that was kind of that. It filled that spot on this list. That's surprising to me because I I don't think that was like thirteen for me. So uh, it's fourteen for me. So and that's out I, of a very small list, like out of twenty. Yeah, I like it. it it's just um, I, I I think. Purple Brian's assessment is, is good of it. It is accurate. Is that if everything goes well, it's amazing. But if if the group's not right or if people aren't playing it, you know, right. um, with that with that uh, that little bit of bluffing and deduction in there, then then it kind of falls a little. Yeah, flat. it's it's a very hot and cold. I've had one really great experience with it and one extremely sour experience. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of why I can't trust it, right? Like, I'd rather play Boulder Dash. That's that's right. why I'm. That's why I'm. Gives you, that's why I'm calling it. So yeah, yeah, right. It, it was exactly. on my cool list, but then I played it with my. I'm surprised it's six. But it. I mean, it, it makes sense. It, it, it makes sense. Uh, number seven was the resistance. Doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> it has a pretty good implementation. Uh, Love letter was number eight, um, which actually Love Letter was number two for me. Uh, I really like the implementation. I've played that the Love Letter Batman version many times with non-gamers and gamers alike. I think there's a, I think, but here's the thing that's interesting about that. And that, that doesn't surprise me because for me, when I think when we put bluffing and deduction together in kind of a pool of categories, there are, we're talking about two different kind or two different mechanics that are just, they, that pair well. Where True. love letter is, I feel strictly deduction. This is very true. There's, little there's, bluffing. You're where, right. Where other games may lean more towards bluffing with very little deduction. And and that makes sense. Your personality is going to, just knowing you, you're my cousin, we've, we've been friends for a long time, knowing you, that makes sense. Um, you're going to lean towards deduction where where I I like the mind games. Um, maybe not not as many as, as much as people we know, but, but that's more fun for me. So I, it doesn't make sense to me. Or, it makes total sense to me. Love letter ranked high for you. Um, I feel like a deduction only game kind of doesn't have the jam, you know? True. And I, I get that, but that's why I said like the top 10 really has a, a very rounded, uh, there, there are a lot of different variations of th this, uh, mechanism or like mechanisms really. So, so, so what was next for you? I mean, so, not free on our list. Uh, well, both actually. Next in my list and on this list are Council of Verona, which I thought played into both mechanisms very well. It's a good game. I don't remember it as well. That was the reason why I, did, I wasn't good at ranking that one. Uh, me too. I feel like if I'd played it more recently, it probably would have moved, moved over a couple spots. See, and I, I played it. Um, maybe it was it was a little while ago. I guess it was about a year ago. But I know it's based on Romeo and Juliet, but I feel it's kind of a Cinderella game. It's 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 probably very very good, but just doesn't really see the light of day as much, you know. And it's kind it, of an underdog game. It's another one of those. It's really small. Um, some people get it, some people really don't, um, just because of the, the the way that it works with the moving the. Uh, so you're hiding your bids on certain things, and you're you can bluff a little bit with the way that you bid, and some people like it, and some people just really don't. Yeah, uh, I never I never got a good play of it. Like I, 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 I was excited about it and I played it a couple of times, but I never got a good 
uh, group to play it with. Well, I, I'm a Shakespeare fan, so I, it's the theme's already there for me. But I, well, the theme was I amazing, en- and it's I an intriguing it. game. Yeah. I enjoy it every time I play it, so, I mean, it's yeah. high for me. Uh, number 10 I've never played is Deception Murder in Hong Kong. I haven't played that one either. That would that would have been you and I, uh, our ranking of it. Oh, um, wonderful. Put it game. on the list. I'll put it I'll as say, my number two. Yeah. What, what about you? Uh, for me, what was that? It's got to be high. It was, was number four. four. Yeah. yeah. So y'all, say this, y'all boosted it up pretty high. I'll say this about Deception Murder in Hong Kong. Um, you want to talk about getting a, a big group and you can play code names or you can play deception in hong kong a big group no experience gaming deception hong kong if you want a bluffing deduction game it's going to go over extremely well and this is from experience with a group of 10 non-gamers well, well nine and myself non-gamers um the the non-gamers were people i worked with and none of them had any gaming experience. Deception in Hong Kong was amazing. And then you go look at our YouTube video of Deception in Hong Kong, which is probably our biggest, like one of our largest viewed videos. And it has nothing but gamer celebrities, guys from Dice Tower, guys from other uh, review channels playing Deception in Hong Kong, and they love it. So I feel like it's this game that spans uh, or that kind of bridges that gap between the uninitiated to the professional literally professional board gamer so wow, you're such a great bluffing you're, uh, game. going back to our last episode you're you're gonna make me go and uh impulse buy it you need to <laughs> impulse play it is what you I, need to do with i feel with like an this impulse would be playing game i mean it's such a great game it, it almost plays itself out it, it's just a gr- i don't know hmm. i, I don't want to i don't spend like the next hour talking about deception <laughs> i feel like it would probably be in the top five if we all played it so it, I, uh, it kills resistance for yeah. sure I would agree. With Good. That. It's it's my it's my number two game, but I'm not as I'm not as um in love with it as you are. I put it in there because I think it does bluffing and deduction very very well, but I feel like the the resistance the comparison of resistance is apt in that when you introduce it to a group, they then want to play nothing with that for the next you know two hours. Right. And at which point my brain is like I have had as much deception. As I want to have, true, but that's true. I mean, it does what it does so so well, and, well, and the bluffing and deduction are there. Um, it's it's better than despite any other games except Coup at that. So that's why well, I I'll kept, say it's I'll not my this, favorite game either. I was I was kind of a fly on the wall when I heard Dan King trying to convince Z Garcia that this was like the best bluffing game ever. Right, I was kind of you know so I'm kind of off to the side putting equipment up and. And uh, one thing Dan King says to Z is, what's great about this game is people that don't like bluffing deduction, and Brian Casey, I'm looking at, well, not looking at you, but I've heard you kind of have some issues with being the person who has to lie, and you're not as comfortable with that as maybe other people at the table. Um, The thing that Deception Murder in Hong Kong does is you don't have to look people in the face and say, I'm not the murderer. Which you have to do in Resistance. You have to do in um, Werewolf. You have to do in some of those other games you played. You have to play this part. And and we've been a part of these games where maybe you're not great at that and you feel like you're ruining the game for everyone else. Well, I will say Reception, just, Murder Hong Kong, you never have to look at a single person. All you have to do is make the same connections everybody else is trying to make on the cards on the table. You're just trying to make different connections, right? I feel like what you said is, is perfect because the first time I, I played it, 
with the uh, the group at um we've mentioned at um, a local meetup um the primetime game night and this was like several years ago when the game first came out and that group was kind of at its peak where they would have like 15 people there sometimes and i think i got in on a game where there was like maybe eight people and man you know i i know some of them at the table like man, you know, you got Way, you got Jeff, you got some other people there that are just great at these kind of games. And I thought, man, I'm not going to be able to win. And sure enough, I'm the murderer. I want to say I was a murderer in that one. Um, or it might have been the the variant where you have enough people where you have the accomplice. But I was I was one of those. I want to say I was a murderer. And because uh, I remember being so worried that Way was going to find me out like right off the bat. And I just kind of played it quiet. And I just kind of like was like, well, I really think this could, this could work out. And, you know, these, these two things could have, you know, and like you said, I didn't have to lie. All I had to do was look at the table and go, well, I know you're saying the things I have could make me the murderer, but I also think the knife in, in the, the clothes hanger, you know, could, could match whatever the clue is. And, and then you go, yeah, 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 he's right. He's right. You know? And then sure enough, I would drive just a few people off. And so I, I will say that's, that's why I ranked it so high. Um, you know, it'll, it's never going to appear in a top 10 list for me, but I've enjoyed most of the times I've played it. And I, I do think it does what it does very well. Make a good point in that if it's that deduction game and bluffing game where you don't really have to bluff, although if, if you can bluff, it's better, but you don't have to like have a super strong bluffing game. So, so speaking of the top 10, let's uh, move into some of the interesting tidbits that I noticed when I was doing this as I do every time. Um, so in our individual lists, Gary, None of the games that we voted on were in your top 100 whatsoever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, you say this isn't your jam. I mean, that's what you yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, yes. Um, Sorry, not my uh, category. And so I was right behind you. Only about a third of them were in my top 100 for me. And that is uh, just, like. just Brian was just a little bit behind me with 38%. And proper Brian... This must be your jam because apparently sixty three percent of the ones that you voted on were in your top one hundred. Whoa! I, I, the, so hidden movement games. I think that has a lot to do with the, it. The, that is <laughs> one of the things that introduced me to hobby gaming. It's just been something that's kind of been near and dear to my heart. So I. Really so it's a spe- it's a specific category of hidden movement. It is because I wouldn't take you as a bluffing guy. I don't like. I do not like. I well, I typically don't like the resistance or you don't like lying but you like sneaking around there you go yeah there you go that's fair well it's not the lying i don't really like acting so So that's that's very true a lot of the the strictly bluffing games are in the hundreds well here's where for you where i think maybe in in you and i might have some crossover um just brian i don't mind the bluffing so much in like an auction game or, or a game where you're doing something similar like our Lords of Vegas, where there's a little bit of a, a, a bluff there or a little bit of a, a little bit of quote unquote having to act or, you know, pretend like something doesn't, you know, oh, that's, that's not really my, uh, my strategy. And so maybe that, that part of it is a little smaller. maybe it's that it feels more like a a board game because you're actually moving around on a board too i don't know yeah i do love coup though coup is my favorite game that is kind of more the resistance flavor but who is it yeah so i guess the last thing that we i like to do every time is the top game uh played only by one person that wasn't ranked by anybody else um so for 
uh, proper Brian, that was Letters of Whitechapel, yep. which we kind of discussed. Um, that was your number three, I guess. Yep. Uh, it would have been so my, you, my number one had Whitehall Mystery not been played. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, just Brian, for the second time in a row, didn't have any. So you like to play games with us. Uh, Gary had Mysterium was his. That was his number nine. I've always, wanted to, I've always wanted to do that. Really? I've always yeah. wanted to play Mysterium. Me too. It, uh, it was good. We'll stick, hey, we'll but, stick with Murder yeah. in Hong Kong because that's like Mysterium yeah. version of this thing. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And and then mine uh, that came in number four on my list was Lie. It's a little small Paco game that I think is a, an excellent upgrade to Liar's Dice um, where you get to pick one of two values instead of just rolling dice and randomly having them assigned to you. And then, and then the, mecha- the mechanisms beyond that are pretty much the same as liar's dice, but um, I really enjoy that one and it fits in your pocket. So, um, so yeah, that's a, that's my little tidbits for this one. Cool. Uh, most interesting to me was the social deduction games kind of just, don't don't really sit very high generally speaking in like top 100 list i thought yeah. that was kind of intriguing that's actually really really kind of interesting piece of uh, data there um and th- thanks again chuck you know uh hopefully we can kind of entice you i'll, I'll buy you a beer so that we don't we don't wait another year be- between these i've always found these uh it's <laughs> fascinating i'm kind of glad we're doing them as, as a separate um microbrew because i think it's 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 an interesting enough segment that it really shouldn't be kind of stuck at the end of a podcast. Right. It, it's a, it's. I think there's enough yeah. discussion. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is. And, and I think um, it's just fun. Like we always enjoy, there's always some, something we kind of learn about one another. We can kind of rub each other on stuff, but um, yeah, well, I guess we'll go ahead and, uh, and go ahead and end our, end our podcast here. And uh, Chuck, thank you. Uh, the Bryans. Thank you. And, uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Rock, rock on!